Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. What's cracking? Welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome, and if you are watching on CBS Sports Network, check out that building. SoFi, getting nice. We are on Radio Row. Over the years, I've talked about it being the mother of all road trips. The mother of all roadies. We're into day number two. Day one was great. Day two is going to be even better. What's cracking? We are coming to you live from the L.A. Convention Center today. Keep in mind, though, every single score change during Super Bowl 56, somebody's going to win 50 grand in the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. See rules and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. There it is once again. If you're watching on TV, they're taking you inside. I am on Radio Row, and i got to tell you, I've done this about 30 times. It feels great. It feels as good right now as it has ever felt. I love being here. I love this week. I love the matchup. It's great to get caught up with people that I ordinarily don't see. And most of all, Alvin freaking Deloro is on the row. He's never made it on the row. There he is. He's to my left. Where are you, Alvin? Not only is Alvin here... He brought the mini version of his magic board. So if you hear some sound drops and they sound appropriate and they sound like they're hitting at the right time, that would be Alvi. If you hear a sound drop that has nothing to do with anything, that would be Rit Game on. back in the studio. He's already starting. Oh, Rit, That's getting right. comfortable. Thank you. All right, so let me tell you about the program. Now, the show is very different. If you missed it yesterday and for some reason you're new to Radio Row and the way we do things here, we do it in a very different manner. The shows this week are not like any other shows that we do during the year, and that is by design. Let me run this back to you really quickly. The reason we do this, one, it's nice to change up. You want to do something different. You don't want to do the same exact show or the same formula and approach every single day all year. So we come to Radio Row for five days, and I hammer out guests. Very guest-intensive program. Monday has some openings. Tuesday is a little bit better, but we're hammering guests, so understand that. If you're here to call people fat, if you're here to run your bum smack, I'm not having it. It's not going to work here. In fact, there's no room for it here. I never want it, but especially during this week. The reason we have so many interviews and do it differently is twofold. Number one, you get access to people that you ordinarily might not get access to. That's key. That's number one. The other reason we go back to back to back to back with interviews is even there are people that we have access to during the regular year, but it's a different thing to do it in person. They show up differently in person. Even I would argue that I show up a little bit differently in person. So if you're wondering what we're going to do and why the show sounds so different, it's only this week, and we do it every single year on Radio Row. We get you ready for the Super Bowl, and we give you access to interviews that maybe you might not get. Now, the one thing I want to do off the very top, I'm going to lay out the program for you, but I do want to recap what I did after I left the show yesterday. In terms of the guests, it sets up like this. This is all Pacific time, 9.20 or in about 17 minutes from right now. Lincoln Riley, the head coach at USC, is going to be right here on the set. That's coming up at 9.20. Like, it's been a long, long time since I've seen the kind of energy and the buzz that we're seeing with USC football. So, their head coach, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, I should say, is coming up at 9.20. 9.45, Cam Jordan here on Radio Row. Then we're open until the middle of hour number two. At 10.40 Pacific time, we're going to talk to Michael Brockers, class act, great player. And then hour number three is completely loaded. We are wall-to-wall in the third hour with some of my favorite people of all time. Daniel Jeremiah, who I saw yesterday, is going to be on the set at the top of hour three. NFL legend Barry Sanders will be on this set in hour number three. And then we close the show with an all-time jungle slash radio row legend. 
Bill Romanowski. Romo coming back to the row. I want to make this point really clear. Hey, yo, I want to shout out my kid, Jake Rome. What's up, Jake? Normally, Jake's telling me what to do, but he's popping in right now on my text. What up, kid? You keeping warm in Wisconsin? How you living? So, Romo, and I was going to make this point when Romo came up, but somebody once said to me, it's not officially the row until Rome shows up. Now, I'm not trying to get you to look at me or be anything like that. I just thought that was a funny thing to say. It's not officially the row until Rome shows up. I never saw it that way. It's not officially the row until Romo shows up. And Romo's going to show up at 1140. And knowing that maniac, I bet he's already gotten three workouts in already by 1140. So those are the interviews. They're going to be tight. They're going to be great. But there's still a chance for you to get through. So your drill does not change. Your telephone number is still toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. What also doesn't change is if you're going to make it better, if you can elevate the conversation, if you can make it better, you can cut the line. But if you suck and you're going to make it worse, you go to the end of the line. In fact, never actually get in the club. So choose wisely. The Tommy D is back in the studio screening telephone calls. 1-800-636-8686. Yo, Albie Nice. Was that you or was that Rit? Trying to get a sense of who's hitting what. That was Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Look at Garrett Ritt, old man Ike, back in the studio. Damn right. Busting, busting Tommy up with the chalk theme. Well done. People love Michael Chocula cereal so Okay, Ritt, you're settling in. I can tell. Feeling pretty good about yourself. All right, so again, that phone number is 1-800-636-8686. Still, I want you to hit me up on social. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jim Rome. And you want to make sure that you are following me on Instagram because I've got a bunch of BTS, behind-the-scenes stuff in our stories. So if you're not doing that already, hit me up on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And that's how this show is setting up. So let me give you a sense of what happened yesterday. Like, I've done this so many times that back in the day, see, if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, that's how the convention center looks. It used to be back in the day they would just slam everybody right together. But because of social distancing, you could see how far apart everybody's actually going to be. Now, if I've done this 30 years... Let me tell you about the early years of Radio Row. The early years of Radio Row, you come in, you hammer it out, you knock it out, and then you do what you do. It's Super Bowl week, right? You got to run the streets a little bit. You got to get out. Old man Rome left this set, did a podcast with Michael Irvin, which I'm going to talk about, went to the hotel, got in some cardio, went to the room, closed the drapes, and shut it down. Like, shut it down, let's go home. And my home is this downtown area hotel. Man, things change, don't they? Things definitely change. So when I left here yesterday, I went to my right. And one of the great things is you never know who you're going to see. One of the first guys I ran into, Alvin, was none other than Scotty Farrell, which was awesome. Haven't seen Scott in a long, long time. He looked great. He sounded great. And when people talk about jungle Tourette's, when I hit you with Scott Farrell, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Fat ass. Fat ass. And a moron. You're an idiot. And an idiot. You are despicable. The great thing about Scott, like, you always wonder, hey, hey, what are guys really like? You know, what's Rome really like? What's what are what's anybody really like? And my response always is, we don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. You don't know me. I don't know you. We don't know people based on seeing them on TV, in an interview, or on the field doing a, pre- a post-game interview. We just don't know. We don't know what people are really like. So I walk down here about 15 steps, and there in all his glory is my man Scotty Farrell, who is exactly like you'd expect him to be. In fact, my man's vibe, my man's energy, even better in person than it is on air. 
So that was the first guy I saw. Actually, not true. My man Bill Ryder was the first guy I saw. So we have a really good first day. The one thing that I did have to do yesterday after I did this show was drop the GR podcast. The pod is going to drop again midweek. But I had to find the right guest for it. And I figured, well, it is Radio Row. It is the week of the Super Bowl. Why not go to a guy who knows something about the Super Bowl who has stacked Lombardis? Michael freaking Irvin. Haven't run down Mike in a minute or so. You know, Mike and I go way back. He and I were talking. I don't want to give away the podcast. But I was telling him about the time. The first time I met Michael Irvin was back in the 1990s. And, like, the entire world was totally different. There was no social media. There really was no Internet. Like, when you wanted to get your information or your entertainment, you had to flip on the TV and you had to watch. So when I had my first TV job, it was in 1993. 93 on ESPN2. And the format of that show was it was a guest-driven show. If any of you remember that show, I would come out, I'd rant off the top, bust a few people up, and then I would sit down and do an interview. But the show was an hour, and it was live, and it was Monday through Friday. And the interview content was just... Essentially, it was 40 to 43 minutes a night. So if somebody came there and sat down and was in a bad mood or was kind of a bad dude or didn't want to be there, I had a bad night. That meant that I had to grind out 42 minutes of interview time with somebody who didn't want to be there, which brings me back to the playmaker. Michael Irvin in 1993, when he was right in the middle of it, I mean in the middle of his Hall of Fame career and larger than life, I had never met a person in my life in this business that walked in and owned a room the way the playmaker did. I mean, just like, I'd never seen energy like that before. This dude was larger than life. Like the ultimate alpha, the ultimate rock star. And my favorite thing about Mike, Mike loved being Mike. He knew it. He knew what he was about and he loved it. I'm like, as a talk show host, this is an absolute dream. 42 minutes, I'll do 90 with this guy all day long. So that was then. This is now. We kind of go our separate ways. Hadn't run into Mike in a minute or two, so we sit down and we do a podcast yesterday. I don't want to give the whole thing up right now, but he had so many interesting takes about this week, about this matchup, and about the Super Bowl itself, the big stage, and who shows up on the big stage. He said something very interesting in breaking down the Rams and Bengals for this matchup. Now, I've been watching the line since I got here. The line last check was four. If you like the Rams, you got to lay four. If you love the Bengals, you're going to get some serious value, four points. So I said to Mike, after we got done talking about where he's at right now and his career, I said, what about the game? What about the game? He had a fascinating take to me about the Super Bowl, that it's a big deal that the Rams are hosting the game. Not necessarily that they're going to get all this hometown, home support, home field advantage. His point to me was they can't lose this game. Aaron Donald cannot lose this game. None of them can lose this game because this is where they live. This is where they work. And every single day, they're going to go by that facility or when they play or when they practice knowing we lost the damn Super Bowl in our house. And it's always going to be there. And I hadn't somebody heard somebody explain it like that until Mike did yesterday. Or, Alvy. How can you lose this game in your own home stadium? Every time you ride by this stadium, you will think about that game that got away. It's like a man coming in your house and at your table, in your chair, eating on your plate, holding your wife's hand, drinking your wine. And, 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 and you let him do that. Every time you look at this, you're going to think about that. So ain't no way in the world if I'm playing for the Rams, we're going to lose this game. I want to see what Aaron Donald's going to do when you're trying to come into his house and hold his wife's hand and eat. 
I just want to see what he's going to do. I want to see that matchup. All right, so to quote Michael Irvin, he wants to see what Aaron Donald is going to do when another man walks into his house, eats his food, drinks his liquor, and holds his wife's hand. What is he going to do? I hadn't really thought about it like that. But is that not the truth? I mean, even if you've got other fans who come in, even if the Super Bowl is in a large extent a corporate event, even if you're not filled with Ram fans, it is your house, Ram's house, our house. And if they don't get it done, and by the way, they might not. The Bengals are that good. They might not get it done. If they don't get it done, how do you ever live down that you had this opportunity, not only to play in that game, but to play the game in your own house? I think Mike makes a great point. Great point. So, and you can tell he showed up with the trademark Playmaker Energy. If you want to hear that podcast in full, we have not dropped it yet. We have not released it yet, but I want to give you a taste of that. His thought on the Rams and why they can't lose this game. You cannot lose the Super Bowl in your own home. There he is. CBS Sports Network. Showed up so great yesterday. So that is the Jim Rome Podcast. We push that out on Wednesdays. You will hear the entirety of that interview. We covered a lot of ground with him. That's Michael Irvin. So look for that then. In the meantime, your telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. Let me give you some reaction from you clones. I mean, I admit, I did say do what you do. I did say your drill doesn't change. Yeah, and neither does your content, apparently. Danger Donnie, 925, quote, how scary was it to sleep in that off-strip sports book last night? You mean the one behind me? Does this look like a seedy, unsavory sports book to any of you? Not named Mark in Hollywood? And what's-his-face, Danger Donnie 925 I didn't sleep here, fool. I actually have a hotel room with an actual bed in the hotel room. And this is not a sports book. You can't get down and bet the dogs here. You can't bet anything here. I'm telling you, man, I've done this 30 times. This row is pristine. It's awesome. And then look, by the way, look who's back. Mark in Hollywood, quote, The sports book in Atlantic City that you're broadcasting from is looking a tad bit more busy today. Don't let Alvy gamble away his kids' college funds. All right, dude, I've been to Atlantic City. There's some nice parts of Atlantic City, some other parts where I don't want to go. But why is it that you keep looking at this place and seeing a sports book? It's the row, man. Brightly lit, socially distanced, pristine. Stop trying to make it something it's not. Brian in San Pedro, Jim. Alvin can do interviews around the row. Hopefully he runs into Antonio Cromartie and they can trade war stories. What does Alvin have in common with Chrome? Oh, that's right. Neither wrap up. Neither wrap up and both have lots of kids. Yeah, I don't think that's a conversation that's going to happen. And finally, Jim, your recounting of your shutting it down last night did not include your room service order. Is there a deluxe burger in the sky on the left coast? Vincent, Illinois. Tell you what, man, you don't even know me anymore. You wouldn't even recognize me anymore. I ran back the salmon last night. Problem with the hotel, though? No room service. Cool. They got a restaurant. Problem with the restaurant was it was not open this morning. So, me being quick on my feet, I smashed a breakfast burrito, which tasted like, how do I put this? I want to be as respectful as possible when I say this. How do I put what that burrito tasted like? Ass. It tasted like ass is how it tasted. Luckily, it ran right out of me, and now you know. Don't ask what I eat or you're going to get an answer. 
Helmets, shoulder pads, mouthpieces, vaccinations. BioNTech and Pfizer. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you that football season is at its best when you help protect yourself. We are continuing live from Radio Row. It's day two. Off and running. Feels absolutely great. The weather is great. And now we start the interview portion of the program. Check out who I found. He is the head football coach at USC. He was named Trojans head coach on November 28th. 55-10 and 10 overall in five years at Oklahoma. Four Big 12 championships. The first person to win outright football bowl subdivision conference crowns in each of his first four seasons as a collegiate head coach. Big 12 coach of the year. A Broyles Award winner and... USC is going to open up against Rice on September 3rd. Of course, I'm talking about Lincoln Riley. Lincoln, it is so good to see you. Thanks for coming to the set. Nice to see you. How are things? Oh, things are great, Jim. Thanks for having me on. All right, so you and I spoke a few days after you were hired, and we talked a little bit about your interest in coming to the West Coast. As a refresher, you did grow up in Texas. You spent a chunk of your life in Lubbock and Norman. Work-wise, obviously, you hit the ground running. There's a lot going on. But from the standpoint of socially, your family, what's it been like in SoCal so far? Yeah, it's like it's like you're on vacation and it never ends. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Family was able to just get out here uh, recently, which was great. And uh, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of a time yet to enjoy all that's great about this part of the country. But uh, we're gonna have a great time out here. People have been great. Uh, yeah, still a little surreal that we live here. USC head football coach Lincoln Riley is my guest. All right, follow me on this. And we talked about this briefly before we came on. This is a really different sports town, right? Like, if you're a champion in this town, it's an awesome place to be. They will love you. But just winning a title is not enough. You have to win it a certain way in this town. It's Hollywood, right? And if you don't, the fans won't necessarily hate, but they will move on to the next thing because there's always another thing. There's always a better party, and they're not at it. So now that you've spent some time here, what have you learned about USC's position in the community and the passion that the Trojan fans have for the program? I've been, I'm not say surprised, but it's been a little, a little overwhelming, honestly, to see how invested this town is in USC football. I mean, it, no matter where I've been, out recruiting, meeting different people, different parts of the state, even different parts of the country, you can feel people know what this place can be. And a lot of people have great memories of when USC football was at the top of the college football world, and it creates a a vibe and an atmosphere that's so, so unique in our game. And I think it really brings people together. And, and I, I feel like it brings this town together. And so uh, I, I see the opportunity. Uh, you know, we've been at places where there's, you know, there's, there's pressure, there's expectations. That's all great. I, but I think it's the opportunity that's there. And I think that's what gets us excited. And I think what's not only bringing the university, the program together, but I think I feel the entire city is ready to rally around this group. USC head football coach Lincoln Riley is my guest. So there's a ton of buzz, there's a ton of energy, there's a ton of juice, and there are a ton of expectations. I know you're not afraid about of that. How does it look to you? A team that was four and eight, does it feel like we need to build this thing, build it the right way, and it's going to take a moment or two, or do you see the potential for a quick turnaround? Well, I, I think. I think in this day and age, there's going to be a little bit of both. I mean, I think you're going to build your program, going to build your culture. That's going to take time. Uh, it always does. Obviously, we want it to happen. I mean, we want it to happen yesterday. I mean, that, that's that's our mentality. Uh, the advantages now in trying to change a program or maybe flip a program are the ways that you can build rosters. And obviously, we've taken advantage of that through the transfer portal, uh, along with recruiting uh, some of the great high school talent in this area and around the country. So, 
we brought in a great staff. We feel like we've got the makings to have a good football team, but it's going to take a lot of work. We are talking to Lincoln Riley. Fact of the matter is, you are killing the portal. You're doing a great job in the transfer portal. You're taking advantage of what it has to offer. Let me ask you this. When you're looking at a player in the transfer portal, how is the evaluation different compared to evaluating high school players? The, the football evaluation is a lot easier, typically, because you're able to put up college film. You're able to watch guys playing at this level and be able to compare them, obviously, against other players playing at this level. Whereas a high school film, a lot of times the conversation is, what's the level competition like? You know, what, what's, he being, what's he been coached like? What's he been asked to do? Um, this is, I think, a lot easier on the football side. The, the tougher part of this, I think, is if you don't have some type of prior connection to these guys, how do you get to know them over a matter of weeks when in the typical recruiting process for a guy that we would recruit typically is going to be a year to two years? And so it happens on a much more condensed timeline. And uh, so you've got you've to do your homework. You've got to land on the right guys. Lincoln Riley, my guest. So the good news is you can get guys. You can get guys. The flip side of that is guys can leave. All right, and you know this. You actually talked about this, quote, with the transfer portal right now, the fact that there really are no guardrails, players can leave you virtually 365 days a year if they choose. That's just part of how it is right now, end of quote. So do you change your approach? How have you approached that and the possibility that they can leave too? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it goes back, one, the possibility of them leaving is it goes back on your culture, you know, and you want to create a place that is so good that why would these guys want to leave? They get the best of the education, they get the best of the opportunities on the field, uh, coaching, all of those things. So you try to make it as good as you possibly can. And I think, you know, that comment I know has been taken a little bit out of context. I'm I'm in favor of the transfer portal. The portal's fine. I mean, that's, that's not guys having the choice to move on and to go find a better situation if there is one for them is fine. But I, my point was I think we need some regulations similar to what the NFL has where there are certain times of the year that you can do it, but then once you've – said, hey, I'm going to be on this team this year, then that's what I'm doing. Lincoln Riley, my guest. So generally, and not every head coach likes the portal. Some see it as a negative. How do you see it? Is it bad? Is it neutral? Is it good for the programs and players? Well, I think it's good for the players to, to have an opportunity to move on um, and, and to find better opportunities. I, I, I don't like completely restricting a player where they just they, they can't leave, they can't move, they have no no real opinion or no flexibility in the matter. But – can we find a way to do it where, um, you know, again, where maybe it's at certain times of the year, everybody knows when it's going to happen. And I think if you do that, I think it just, just maybe makes the game better as a whole. I think it gives you some parameters for everybody to work with, and, and then everybody's on the same page. USC football coach Lincoln Riley joining me for a few more moments. Of course, the big news last week was the arrival of quarterback Caleb Williams. The perception outside the program was, given your relationship and the success you've had together, that it was pretty much a no-brainer and a foregone conclusion. Is that how you saw it? Did you assume that that would just happen? Oh, no, there definitely was an assumption. Um, you know, it's it, in some ways, sure, there's the familiarity, there's the relationship side uh, that, that obviously both sides know are there. But then the flip side of it is you're at a new university, you know, you're a new part of the country. Those things have got to be right for both the program and the player to make it work. And so I think we just were patient through the process. Uh, Caleb and his family were as well and, and obviously ended up here with us as a Trojan. All right, so he's here. What does that arrival mean for the program? How critical is that? 
Well, I think it'd be important for our room. I, obviously, uh, the, the quarterback position, no, no secret here, is obviously a huge part of what we do. And a lot of our success has been attributed to, to being good at that position. And uh, that obviously is going to continue to remain the same. So to bring in a guy that's had some playing experience and some success, add him to that room to, to strengthen that room, our team, uh, I think is a great sign. Listen, he, I was blown away by what he did as a freshman. You have coached three of the best quarterbacks in college football in the last few years. What does Williams bring to it that makes him so unique and uncommon, even among the uncommon? Yeah, you know, the situation last year was, was certainly unique as he came in and took over roughly halfway through the season. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a really unique skill set, you know, moves extremely well. And I, and I would say just the, the poise, um, you know, that he showed – as a freshman coming in some pretty tough moments and really performing at a high level was probably the most impressive thing. Let me ask you this. The outside world is obviously focused on him lately, but this is not, cannot be a one-person team. Who are some of the players you have right now that you're really excited about? Oh, there's a lot, honestly. There's a great core of guys, uh, and most of them young players, that, that were with the previous staff at SC that, that decided to continue their journey here with us. Uh, we've got a very experienced offensive line coming up that I really, really like. A couple of young uh, DBs and linebackers in the program that are very strong players as well. And so I think the big thing for us, Jim, is going to be new staff, a lot of new players coming in. Uh, you got players here that were on the previous squad that decided to continue on with us. Is The biggest thing for us is going to be joining us all together. And if we can do that, I feel like we've got a great individual, a lot of great individual pieces that could really come together and, and form a nice team. How do you do that? What's the approach and process for pulling all of that together? Well, I think it's, it's, in, the, it's in the culture and the atmosphere that you create around the program. And if ever, do we all – do we all come here for individual things or do we all come here to do something together and all recognizing how special it is to be at USC, the opportunity that we have right now in this city, um, kind of within the college game to really do something special. And I think when people recognize that, they can come together. And then the individual things that, and goals that our players have will come on the heels of that. We're talking to Lincoln Riley for one more moment. I want to ask you this. So when you're evaluating the roster of guys that you inherited, all right, that's something different altogether. What's your approach? Like, what are you looking for specifically to determine whether or not a guy's a good fit and will stick with what you're trying to do? Two things. Looking first for a skill set that fits within the way we want to play on, on defense, the way we want to play on offense, because you want it to be a good fit for those guys. Um, and we try to be very honest on both sides about that. Secondly, and most important is that kind of that subject we were just on. Are, are they about the team? Are they, do they have a, a strong desire to help get USC football back to where we all believe it can be? And do you feel that, that hunger inside of them? And, so, uh, and again, we had a large core that, that checked both of those boxes that we cannot wait to coach. All right, so one last thought. What about your staff? That's obviously going to be a critical thing as well. You brought in Dennis Simmons to coach the outside or the outside receivers, and he's also going to be your assistant head coach. You told the athletic, quote, there's not a person in this business or really on this planet that I trust as much professionally as I do him. That's really, really high praise. What makes that relationship so special? Uh, that's my guy, man. He's, uh, he's a phenomenal coach, uh, our assistant head coach, a guy that, I, that, again, I trust as much as you can. We've been through a lot together, and he brings so much more to our team than than just being an outstanding receiver coach. He's a father figure to our guys, uh, a huge part of creating our culture, somebody I lean on for every single big decision that comes across the desk. So wouldn't do it with anybody else. All right, so an amazing visit. One last question. The opener is September 3rd. Does that feel like a long time from now and you can't wait to get there, or does it feel like it's going to come too quickly and you could use a little more time? Oh, it, yeah, I think 
I, I feels a little bit of both, a little bit of both. I think there's a sense of urgency that we can't waste one second uh, before the season starts. But at the same time, I we're eager for it to get here. I, I, I would be lying to you if I said I haven't thought about what it's going to feel like to walk out in the Coliseum, you know, that first time and, and, and with our team and, and to go kick this thing off. Hey, listen, if you can't waste one second, does that mean that you can't surf? You are getting out, aren't you? <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a little bit of that in the offseason. I will definitely uh, be on a surfboard. All right, so he's the head football coach at USC. He was named head coach on November 28th and our first guest on the Tuesday edition of Radio Row. Lincoln, really appreciate you. Like you said when you sat down, we've done this a number of times but never in person. So great to see you in person. Thanks for making the effort. Have a great week. You got it. Happy to do it, my friend. My man, Lincoln Riley. All right, then. Like I said, on a Tuesday, it is a guest-driven show, but to that very point, this is what I'm saying. You get access, and then even if you normally can have access, you don't get that kind of access. I love that he sat down and said, you know, it's about time we did that in person. So USC, like I said, a ton of buzz, a ton of energy, and expectations are sky high, and I think he's got the right group for it. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. Next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Welcome back. We're coming to you live from Radio Row. I'm telling you, this day has gone as fast as any day I could possibly remember. Having a great day. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, you're seeing all the beautiful SoCal shots. It is an awesome, awesome day. Coming up next segment, there's only one guy who can close this show the way he can. Romo, Bill Romanowski. However, when I think about Radio Row and the fact they let me keep coming back, one of the first guys I look for every single year, be it in his town in Detroit. We once did it in a studio, but always here on the row. I'm talking about a Heisman Trophy winner. He is an NFL MVP. He is a 10-time All-Pro. He was named to the Pro Bowl in each of his 10 seasons. A two-time Offensive Player of the Year. A four-time NFL rushing champion. A member of the 90s All-Decade team. A member of the NFL 100 All-Time team. A member of the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And today he appears courtesy of Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Suite. Sweepstakes, which you know I will get to, and you know I'm talking about Barry Sanders, my man. Barry, how you doing? How's life these days? Great to be here, man. Life's very good. Very good, and uh, good to see you again, man. Always good to see you. Appreciate you. Always good to see you. So let's get right into this. Matthew Stafford led the Rams to the Super Bowl. I'm curious, how does it feel to you to see him in the Super Bowl and doing it with the Rams but not the Lions? You know, it's great. It's great. I mean, there, there are a lot of Lions fans that have sort of mixed feelings. Right. Uh, we hate to see him go. Uh, a lot of us. Um, me personally, I, I love seeing, a, you know, a player of his caliber, you know, just fit into just a great situation for himself. Um, just could could not be a better turnout for him. Um, obviously, there's, there's more business for him to take care of for him and his team. But uh, to see the way he's thrived, um, 
to see the way, obviously, you know, over the last decade plus, you know, how much he's been sort of his game has been analyzed and is he the guy and can he do this and, and does he fit in the upper echelon of quarterbacks and, you know, all that discussion. So I think it's been beautiful just the way that, that he's played this season and the way he's answered a lot of those questions and, and fitting into this situation, just how, um, how nicely everything fit for him. Uh, in his surroundings, uh, as a, as a just a, a former player, I, I, I love it. Barry Sanders, my guest. I think you summarized that perfectly. There were all those questions about Matthew Stafford. Did you yourself ever have any of those questions about him? Did he need to prove something to you? Um, did did I ever have any questions? Uh, yeah, I wondered. Yeah, I wondered. I mean, you know, I, I live in Michigan. Um, I see the team play um, quite a bit, and so you you hear just rumblings. Okay, is is, is he this? Is he that? I'm not. I'm not necessarily a, a QB analyst or whatever, you know, so I, I wondered, okay, how does he, how does he stack up to Aaron Rodgers, who he plays a couple times a year or, or even Kirk Cousins, you know? And so, and so again, I think he's, <laughs> he, he's done a nice has job, a beautiful those, job. Has he answered those questions? I think he mind? has. A- absolutely. And absolutely. And obviously in his mind, he, he still, he still has more work to do. Um, there's more work to be done, but just this season to see what, what the, in that division, uh, that they play in uh, to see them come out of it, and, and obviously they, you know, they've been a, a great team for a while. Uh, the Rams have, um, and so, but you know, just because you pick a great player in a situation doesn't mean you always have success, right? You know, and and uh, we could talk about that, you know, a lot, a lot, you know, broaden that out to the Lakers or something like that. You know, this season we don't have to get into basketball, but it's just an example of just you know, just because you have a lot of Hall of Famers or whatever there, that doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's, it's going to pan out. Absolutely, but. This season, and by the way, it's not working for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Barry? We don't, we don't have to get into that, but let's get into that for a minute. What do you think when you watch them this year? Well, I think they they've had injuries, obviously, you know, and and you you wonder um, at some point, you know, age catches up with all of us, um, you know, and and uh, uh, you know, other teams are, are gunning for you, you know, you and so uh, and so yeah, I mean, you know, they're gonna have their work cut out for them. Uh, obviously, we know they won it just a couple years ago. Just short years ago, um, but but uh, you know you're you're a big target, and, and, and no uh, one's going to feel sorry for them. You know that. I think we would have predicted that they would be you know much much better off than they are. And when there's blood in the water, look out. Barry Sanders is joining us, Hall of Famer. I want to ask you. You know, there's so much talk about that Shanahan system. In fact, that's all we talk about right now, and understandably so. It's an amazing system. You ever think what you would have done in that system? Like, how many yards could you have rushed for in that system? I think about it all the time. Yeah, I yeah, bet. I, think, I, think it's, I would it's if a, I were you. It's a great concept. Um, we, the Lions played them, I don't know if the first or second game of the season, but I, I've been paying attention to that team ever since, you know, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, got the coaching job there. Um, you, you think about guys like Raheem Mostert and Matt Berea, and, and, you know, now there's a new set of guys running, um, and they're still one of the top rushing teams in the league. So, yes, um, you know, to, to see – what he's been able to do with the running game and just the creativity of being able, you know, there's, there seems to always be running lanes. <laughs> so, so yes, as a, as a former running back, I, I pay close attention to the 49ers and, and the way they have been able to run the ball uh, year in and year out in today's NFL. Absolutely. I mean, I mean Barry, not to get crazy, but in that system, are you a 3,000-yard <laughs> three, three back in that system? Uh, I don't. You mean in one season? <laughs> yes, I mean in one season. 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get silly, but I, you know, I think, I think, uh, two thousand yards, um, two thousand yards, you know, except would, I said be three. out of the question. No, yeah. I, I do. I'm going to guarantee two thousand. <laughs> I'm just going to bank two thousand. I want to know if you're, you're right. Maybe, maybe with the new expanded season, seventeen games. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll go for three thousand. Yeah, no, I think. Absolutely. I think, no. I think maybe in sixteen, and I think maybe even back in the day with fourteen, the way that you were able to do it with all the running lanes now. All right, so you're working with Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. I've been talking this up now for several weeks. What, for the folks who do not know exactly how that works, how does that work and what are you doing with those folks? Absolutely. Um, the, the way it works is just really a great way for fans watching the game to, to uh, make a lot of cash, you know, win, win a lot of cash. Not, you know, and so what Rocket Mortgage does uh, with the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Sweepstakes, every time the score changes in the game, a fan will win $50,000. Um, there are two grand prizes of half a million dollars given away at halftime in, in the end of the game. Um, and so it's free to play. You go to rocketmortgagesquares.com, get signed up. The entry window closes uh, this Friday, February 11th at midnight. Uh, so you still have a little more time to, to sign up. But, yeah, we just want fans to have a great time watching the game, possibly win some cash. I think over the last few years, Rocket Mortgage has given away $3.3 million to you know, 29, almost 30 different fans. Um, and we're looking forward to being able to give away more this year. Hmm. I want to ask you something really quickly. Like, you, a lot of what you did cannot be taught. You know, you were blessed with some amazing ability and vision and skills. However, you were a really hardworking dude. And your offensive linemen talk about what it was like to block for you. There was this time, Kevin Glover said this, he remembered seeing you in the weight room before the start of a season one time, and you were squatting 315 for reps then 405, then 500, then 600, and he asked you if you needed a spot, and you said, no, I'm good. (laughs) Barry, when did you first start lifting, and that leg strength, was that, how much of that was at the core of what made you special on the field? Oh, no, well, I, you know, from a very early age, just because of the perception in my mind that you had to be whatever size as a football player, Um, so as when I entered high school, late middle school, and I started lifting weights, um, just whatever I could get my hands on. Um, you remember those old, um, you know, concrete weights wrapped in plastic? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> and they start to break apart, and you hear, you hear, uh, you know, inside it's like shaking, um, you know. Um, but, but, um, but, uh, but yeah. So from a very early age, I started lifting, and and I always took it serious, um, you know. And I don't know, I don't know, Kevin. You know, I don't remember exactly what he's talking about. Um, you know, I would always taken a hand from one of my linemen, but uh, but but yeah, a young a young Barry Sanders, I could I could get in the weight room and push a lot of weights around. That was a lot a lot of what I did. I took it very serious. Um, I knew that, you know, to stay in this game, you have to take care of your body. Um, you know, and and lifting weights for me uh, was always a big part of it. Um, you know, so I, I think I punched above my weight. You know, as far as a football player. Um, you know, so. <laughs> So, Such a great uh, so, way yeah. to put that. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> I think you did punch above your weight. Awesome stuff. He is an NFL MVP. He is a Hall of Famer. I ran down that resume. It's an extensive resume. And appearing courtesy of Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. Barry, you are always one of the first guys I look for on the row. Appreciate you, as always. Thanks so much. Great to see you and get caught up. Thanks, Jim. Always good to see you, man. Barry Bleeping Sanders, if you need him. No one better. All right. We are down to our last segment. Great to see Barry Sanders. This is why I push so hard to get to the row every single year. So we have conversations like that, and we have access like that. Still ahead, Romo, Bill Romanowski. 
is going to close the show. Barry Sanders was incredible. What a player. What an amazing talent. But then again, not all of that is God-given. He's squatting 600 without a spot. <laughs> now I'm good. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. I love this product. I use it. Now let me ask you this. Does this sound familiar? You've got the one device that allows you to catch the game live. Another one that lets you stream your favorite programs. You watch sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for all the good stuff. Listen, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without all that hassle. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Alvin DeLauro, and what a negotiation this was during the break. You have no idea how hard I had to work to get this guy onto the set. There he is! If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, I'm in the middle, and to my right, the legend, Alvin DeLauro. For those of you who do not know, Alvi is iconic. Alvin is the best who ever lived in what he does. Alvin likes to stay behind the scenes. Alvin didn't even talk to me for like the first 10 years he worked for me. That's true. But that is true. Yeah. I say is true, but here you are, dude. Now, all these years, you have never been to Radio Row. How did you end up here? I said, don't be a punk, man. Get your ass up here. Yeah, you called me out. You said, fine, just stay over there. I was originally just going to stay in my little spot there, which was very comfortable. I had all my things set up. Oh, that's kind of a metaphor for life, right? If you always stay in your little spot and you never venture outside your little spot, all you're going to do is be in that little spot making a bunch of kids, and you're never going to evolve. You had to come up to the desk. You're right. Now that you're, you're right. here, how does it feel, Alvin? Feels, Front and center. Feels uncomfortable, but it's— Oh, I'd never ha- know it, dude. You have to—what What, what do the, you always say? You have to uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. There you go. Ding. Except that sitting at this desk should not be that uncomfortable. But, yes, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So what I want to ask you is this. What's it like being back at the studio all these years during this show? What's it like to engineer the show? Because I'm not there. So I've been on this show for about 15-plus years. I always say 15-plus years because anything after that, gets it just feels really long. Um, and I've never gone. Like, people have always asked me, like, oh, you, you ever, I, I've never gone. One, because I don't really need to. And two, I dominate so much in the home studio that it almost detracts from the show if I'm not at the home studio. Are you saying to me that now you're here, the fact that you're here, it's going to overshadow anything that I do the rest of the week? Is that what I'm hearing? No, 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 not that. No, what I do in the home studio in, in uh, undisclosed location <laughs> is so different and unlike any other show that if I'm not there, it, uh, it'll detract. It'll hurt the product. Right. So Since when do you care about that? I, I care a great deal. Dramatically, I can tell. So, All right, so oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. no what no, I was no, going to no, say go is, so when this opportunity rolled around, it was... Uh, it didn't roll around, dude. You asked for it a year out. Fair enough. Yeah, so when this, when opportunities... So I talked to our engineers. I'm like, let me ask you this. Like, if I were to go, is this something we could do? Get some sort of small-scale uh, setup of what I, we normally have in the studio and bring it on location. And hey, dude, you know the show's only three hours long, right? <laughs> 
But they, they said, yeah, let's do that. And then that's when I, I, I sent the, the uh, ask. So why, why it, I mean, as the leader of the group, I should have known better. It never once dawned on me that maybe you wanted to come. Like, you were so good at doing it, and I never actually thought about it. So I was somewhat stunned when it came up. Why did you want to be here? To sign autographs? 15 years and never have gone. Like, it's, it's, it's like a bucket list thing. All right, so is it, is it living up to the hype? It's, dude, you know, you know my morning routine, right? No. I haven't you had come one, in last. I haven't had one cup of coffee. <laughs> like, how much coffee am I drinking in the morning? It's, it's a lot of coffee. Dude, how, I'll how just do you say not, a lot of coffee. It's not hard to find coffee here. They do have coffee I don't at Radio need Row, it. I don't, I don't need it. Like, I'm so jacked. Up. There's just so much stuff going on. Like, I, can't, I constantly looking around there's so much truth, stuff truth is dude there's nothing going on i don't even know what you're See, talking about you're like hey man i don't need coffee you know me i'm usually just mainlining it yeah and i'm so wired because there's so many amazing things going on dude actually there's nothing going on yeah but compared, but compared, to, compared where, to you compared to what i'm used to i'm not i've never and i've never done the show outside of the studio like never like i'm always used to dude, i don't know if you ever even left your house uh, yeah okay like can you imagine if Are i you play, clubbing if, at night <laughs> Are you getting bottle service at could, night? Could you imagine if I played the fat alarm like with somebody in person? Like, I, be good, right? Yeah, no, I I get my my uh, teeth kicked in, so I'm happy in the, my little spot. Yeah, I can't figure out if you're miserable or this is the best day of your life. No, I'm just I, I'm just going on and on. It's not having coffee. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Dave, can you get this guy some Joe <laughs> so he can make some sense? All right, so like, what are you doing? Are you I mean, you are a family man. Are you hitting the streets at night, or did you just drive up here today for this? I, I actually live closer to here than... The undisclosed location, the where undisclosed. we work. And I had, I had a early dinner with Dave, so right. this has been great. All right, so he blessed you with that. He uh, threw your bone. Anybody else you've run into on the row that you have not met before, seen before? What's been the highlight of the row so far for you other than this amazing performance oh, that's, you're, you're that's, putting forth? That's easy. It's, it's, it's Sharon right there. I've, I've only, he's only been a voice to me. I met him once when we went to the uh, Radio Hall of Fame. For those who do not know, who is he? That's our, that's our dude, I don't even know. What you, what, what you, director. New York <laughs> legend. New York legend. Superstar. The guy who keeps it all. on the Sharon air. Sharon Watson. Love right. the guy to death. There he is. There's the man. All right. Man, my voice is whacked. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is why. And this now, is the, now you got a newfound respect for me doing this for three yeah. hours, and it used to be four hours, and then it was five hours, and I've done this for thirty years. Do you have a newfound respect for me now? So the thing, my voice is whacked. You've no, used it for five minutes. My my, here's the thing. Like, and I don't want to go too far on this. When I hear my voice, it kind of annoys me. And You're not the only one, bro. Yeah, that's why just I don't kidding. like to be. That's just, why I don't. Just like kidding, be, dude. That's why I don't like to be on the air that much. I mean, this is very therapeutic. I, I, Can I just go one minute on this? Right, take as much time as you need. Like I'm your world. I'm listening is this to my cathartic? Vo- I'm listening to my voice right now. And it's like, man, I if I had the buzzer, I would run me so fast, because one, I don't know where I'm ta- where I'm going, and I'm just nor do I, dude. Nobody on. does. Yeah. So maybe that's why I don't like to be on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I, but why, dude? You're so, we, you're so good at it. I think it. we figured something the, out. The, yeah. the irony is the guy who runs other people for not getting to their point is up here just talking out his ass. That is the perfect irony. That's really irony. ironic. Yes. 
Yes. But this whole thing, really quickly, about, you know what? If I knew that I sounded like this, I would never come on the radio. Let me be honest. I don't think any of us, except for a few D-bags, like the way our voice sounds. It took me at least 10 years to get used to the sound of my own voice, and I'm still not used to seeing myself on camera, and I've been doing that for 25 years. That's, that's, so that's I will have your back on that. Thanks, man. That's yeah, fascinating. You, so no matter how lame you sound, you should feel good about it. Just kidding you, bro. You, Dude, you are an absolute genius at what you do. This show would never be as good as it is without you doing what you do. And I know that it was not easy for you to get up and sit down at this desk and do this interview. So congratulations on getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Thank you. Thanks. For, and seriously, dude, thank you. know how much You're not going to cry, are you, dude? No, I mean, you know how much I mean, the show means to me. And, you know, it's this is like the first time we've ever done this sort of thing. And probably the last so thank you for having me what on what do you mean man. we're gonna do it again next segment dude <laughs> yeah this, there's not enough this needs to cross over how many times do you think you've been interviewed on this show by me in the last 15 years next to next like ooh, like two okay like the first time like before i even had kids. oh so dude you're dude you're before, <laughs> before you even long, had kids long time ago the clones will have fun with that dude. yeah well anyway i think that you are now soaring and the whole world's going to open up to you because you did this, and I can't wait to see some of the reaction. Is there anything you want to leave me no. or the clones with? I'm good. I, I, I've spoken enough. Thank Are you, you very sure, much. Alvy? Thanks for having me on, Jim. All right. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Alvin Bleeping Deloro. There you go. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. I thought he did great. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. Dude, the reaction's coming in already. First one, war effing Alvi, best segment of the week and won't be topped dude this guy just is that my guy, mom this, that's <laughs> not that, your mom unless your, unless your mom is at drunk bowler 857 that's uh, not your mom well drunk bowler unless your mom f-bombs on twitter <laughs> that is not your mom dude how about that man the bar is set that guy literally said you are the best segment yet and it will not be topped thank you man. nice job all right stuck nuts in too book greg maddox he loves to pitch all right Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, JR, I never got a chance to talk about my pitch. That bird who ate Randy Johnson's pitch wore the fam's apology. It just disappeared on me. Sorry about that, Ryan. It probably wasn't that important anyway. All right, so let me get out. Alvin, good job. Go back to your perch. Do what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Alvin DeLauro. Let's take a moment and talk about WinBet, the latest and greatest sports betting app on the market. The same five-star hotel service that you know and love is now in the digital betting space, providing an elite sports book and digital casino app. So whether you're betting on the NFL postseason, college hoops, or both, because why not? WinBet has you covered. Are you looking for other sports? WinBet has that too. It's all right there for your WinBet app. And WinBet is also fully integrated with Win Rewards. That means by playing WinBet, you can accrue points to earn free credit in app and comp dollars towards perks at Win Resorts, discounted hotel stays, priority dining and entertainment, free merch. It really is the best loyalty program in the industry. Call it a win win. Whether playing from your phone or your computer, you've absolutely got to sign up for WinBet. ASAP. Bet with the best. Get into the game. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You do have to be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now you know when I come to the row, 
There are people I recognize. There are people that are good friends. Then there are icons. There are legends, both of the program and the row. And I've been joined by one right now. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, you know that guy. A jungle and radio row legend. A four-time Super Bowl champion. A two-time Pro Bowler. A New York Times bestselling author. Member of the Cotton Bowl Classic Hall of Fame. Founder and CEO of Nutrition 53. He acts as well. Bill Romanowski. Romo, somebody once said to me, Radio Row is not Radio Row officially until Rome gets here. <laughs> I happen to be Rome, and I'm here to tell you Radio Row is not officially Radio Row until Romo gets here. Well, Romo, you look great. I don't need to tell you that. You already know. How you living, man? How you feeling? How are things? You know what? Things are really good. And as I told you earlier, you know, I have this saying, don't let the old man in. He's knocking every day. But they did. I'm right here, dude. Ah. Uh, He's not here. He's not here. <laughs> All right, so before we talk about how you keep the old man out, I want to know, did you, I have to address this right off the top, did you get your workout in yet? You know what? All I thought about, okay, I'm going on Rome, and I know he's going to ask me if I worked out. So I went down and got a great workout in this morning, and uh, I'm ready to go. Dude, we're so funny because all I could think about all day and all week was I'm going to see Romo, and I don't want to show up as one of those guys drinking Cokes and eating donuts and being soft. Well, and I did take a look at what's in the green room over there, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is he getting soft on me now? Look me up and you tell me, man. <laughs> First of all, just because it's in the green room does not mean that I smashed it, right? And maybe it's not there for me. Yeah. No, Romo, listen, you and I know this. I want to go off the board really quickly because I know the clones. They want me to play the hits, and we can do that for a moment or two. Yep. Something you just said, I'm here to keep the old man out. Who is the old man, and how do we keep him out? Well, he's this little guy that knocks every day. And, they, you know, when you wake up and you're like, God, I'm a little bit sore today. Yeah, maybe I won't work out. He, he's up in your head. Yeah. And you just got to kick the crap out of him every day and say, you ain't getting in because I'm going to the gym. Okay, I'm going to go to the pool. I'm going to get my workout in. So no matter what you get it in, you have to get it in. Yes. And it starts with the alarm clock. We talk about this all the time. Like, you hit snooze. You've already lost, not the entire day, but you've already incurred an L to start the day, right? Yeah, no such thing as snooze, but I don't use an alarm clock. Do you just get up? I'm up 5.36 every day. You don't it's need the clock. It's automatic. Don't what time need do you go, it. What time do you go to bed? Uh, I'm in usually 10 o'clock. Okay. All ish. Right. Bill yeah. Romanowski joining us. Roman, let me ask you this. How is what we eat, how does that impact our ability to think and process information? It's probably one of the most important things you do. You know, I had this thing back in the 90s where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I believe in disease being hereditary. And what I mean by that is I know as a kid there are certain, certain foods that I ate a lot of when I was young. Spaghetti. I love spaghetti. I love popcorn. I love pancakes. But guess what? I don't get to eat those foods like, I, I can't eat those foods right. anymore. But most people eat a certain way when they're young, and that food stays with them as they get older, and that is what causes disease. 
It's inflammation, and it's eating the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you finished, at the end of your career, and I talked to Michael Irvin about this yesterday, yep. almost nobody ever, ever leaves the game on their own terms, especially in a contact sport like that. But at the end of your career, a long career, where you yeah. won four rings, you played for a fifth game, I'm kind of curious. Like His point was either you lose the skill or you lose the will. Did you lose either one of those things at the end of your career? No. I was So what happened? I ran I ran high four fours at thirty seven. Hmm. I could still play the game at an elite level, but my brain gave out on me. How so? What happened? It's I could not take the hits anymore. When I d I was a head hitter. You know, this day and age it of football now, yeah. it's a different game. It's more of a shoulder game. But every time I hit someone, I was trying to hit them with my head. And because of that, I was getting dinged. You know, almost any big hit I had, I was getting a little bit woozy, and it was hard to get up. And it was happening every single game as you know i was with the raiders and it started in training camp and i took a hit in a super bowl the previous year and i tell you what it was one of those that it never left me because the first hit i took in training camp it came right back and then i remember my very last game i was playing the broncos on monday night football i hit clinton portis over the middle and that hit was the first hit that I could not shake off. And when I looked up, because it was Monday Night Football, the lights were spinning on me. And I literally, I went out of the game for one play, and I'm looking up, and all I see is the lights spinning. So I had to squint to keep from looking at the lights. And I ran back out on the field, and I probably played three more quarters of the worst football I ever played, but I did not want to come out of that game. Hmm. And, but all, I had to stay squinting the entire game. And that's how I played my last football game. And when I got to the sideline at the end, I knew then if I go in and I tell the trainers what really has happened to me, it was going to be over. And I did that because I was lying about my brain all through training camp. First, second, this was the third game of the season, and I couldn't lie anymore. So, Romo, why why did you keep going out there? When you, you knew your body better than anybody knew anybody's body, you were so far in front of it. You spent so much time and so much money doing everything you possibly could to build a machine. You knew what was going on but you still tried to play through it. Mentally. I did. How come? I, I did because the love that I had for the game of football. There's, I felt like I was born to play this game. And then to be able to play in the National Football League, it, it's so damn special. You don't realize it till you're gone from the game, and you're like, God, I'd give anything for one more game, one more play, one more series. And you can never have that back. All you have is those memories. Bill Romanowski, my guest. And again, I said we would talk about something kind of serious. Romo, we know so much more now about brain trauma. Yeah. And the, the league has spent time and money. And we now know things that you would have never known back then. 
if you were having issues like that back then, what have you done since? You sound great. You yeah. tell me you feel great. Is there a way to – is the brain regenerative? Can it you, is. What have you done about this? It is, and here's what it is. The brain – brain cells do not die. They go dormant. And guess what wakes them up? Oxygen. So hyperbaric chamber, and I tell you what, Jim, this is the – I was saying this 10 years ago, but what's going to be the future is there will be a hyperbaric chamber in every stadium, every locker room, training room, college. Well, why wouldn't they have it already? Well, I mean, be, given what's at stake, money involved, why, why yeah. isn't everybody sleeping in one every night already? Because here's the deal. They're, then they're admitting there are major issues with people playing the game. They know it, but hyperbaric oxygen. So what I did, I worked with a guy, the top doctor in the world out of New Orleans, Dr. Paul Harch. I did two bouts of 40 treatments mm. in a hyperbaric. And I did five days on, two days off. How long? Five days How long on. each time? Uh, hour. Okay. Okay, one and a half atmospheres, and it literally was like it gave me my life back. Hmm. That's how I felt after I was done. And now it's more of a maintenance thing. It's once a month, you know, going in, and oxygen in the form of hyperbaric oxygen will be the future taking care of concussions. Bill Romanowski joining us. Romo, let's play one hit before yes. I let you go. And, of course, you're here to talk Nutrition 53. I want to save some time for that really quickly on the back end. People know this story, but the fact of the matter is your welcome to the NFL moment involved another legend in Ronnie Lott. Not everybody knows the story. Give me the short version of the story because it's an amazing moment. Uh, we're playing in the Raiders. We're playing the Raiders in the Coliseum preseason, my first NFL football game. And I'm fired up. I'm playing against Ethan Horton in the second half. I get to play the entire second half. And what happens is after a – we're, we're chippy the whole second half, both of us going at each other. And I get pushed in the back, and I go down, and I pop back up. And it was – things were happening so fast, I ran right back to the huddle. Well, the next day in film room, Ronnie Lott, that play shows up on film – George Seifert, our defensive coordinator, you know, he's running the projector. That showed up. Ronnie Lott turned on the light switch. And he said, George, turn off the projector. And he came over to me. And he stood over me and he said, Romo, if I ever see anybody push you in the back and you don't do something about it, I will personally kick your ass. And he went on to tell our defense he said, men, this is a game of respect. And if you're going to let somebody punk you, they will punk you right out of this league. And that was, a, that was my introduction. That was a, lear a learning lesson for me, but also a learning lesson because every damn play that you put on film in the NFL, the entire league sees. And if, if I saw something like that, when I was ready to go to the battle, so I would I would go to town on that person, and I would I would punk them until they fought back, and guess what? 
that was my learning and it stayed with me for 16 years and I was never going to let somebody punk me ever. If anything, I was the one that was doing, doing the, the punking, punking and a lot of it. So really quickly, in that moment, were you at all fearful of Ronnie Lott? Like, did you did you ever fear any man when you played the game? You know what? Uh, Ronnie was the, one of the most intense football players I ever played with and one of the greatest players I ever played with and probably one of the greatest leaders I ever played with. And for that, I'm forever, you know, thankful. You know, I used to train with him in the off season. We would, we would hit me, him, and George, uh, and Charles Haley would go to George Chung and do karate and all this, all this stuff. And uh, he's an amazing man, Dude, amazing you, leader. And I was Momo, blessed to be able to play. I, with I was him. gonna say you and I could do an entire week on Charles Haley. For some reason, I mentioned this the other day. For some reason, he liked me. I love talking to him on the program. That's a different. Oh. That's a different deal altogether. Oh, you know what? People don't realize this. Momo, quickly, I yes. want to make sure we get our Nutrition 53 hit in. Nutrition 53 and Lean 1, is there anything new, anything on the pipeline? What's going on with the company right now? Yes. You know, we have a lot new. Lean 1 Keto, okay. and it's basically all the great uh, stuff that's in Lean 1, but it's now in Keto. We have Lean 1 Neuro, which I got a tub over there right there in Thank front you of much. you. Chocolate. Right, right there, chocolate, that's for you. That is rocket fuel for the brain. Okay. You know, and anybody that wants to lean down, get strong, fit, and, you know, get their body back, you know, Lean One is the answer. Nutrition 53 is game on. All right, so where can they get this product now? Nutrition53.com. I love it. Yes. I love it. Hey, really quickly, so you can speak to this. I don't want to tell the whole story. I've told it before. Ronnie came up to me once. And he looked me in the eye. He's like, yo, Rome, I heard what you said about me. And I'm like, oh, no. I said, I didn't say anything about you. He goes, oh, no, I heard. Um, and he's giving me that look, man, oh. that Ronnie Lott look. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I know I have to stand my ground because I, I'm going to die, but I, I can't get punked. I look yeah. him in the eye. I'm like, Ronnie, I didn't say bleep about you. If I did, from me to you, I would own it. I did not. I don't yeah. know what you think you heard. He's like, Rome, I'm telling you, man, I heard. And... I'm like, I can't be any more clear about this, Ronnie. I didn't say anything. And, dude, I'm shaking, but I'm standing on my ground. And he looks at me. He's like, ah, <laughs> you were scared, weren't you? I'm like, oh, that's funny, Ronnie, a lot. Really yeah. funny stuff. You know what I'm talking about, oh, right? I know exactly. You can imagine how terrifying that hey, moment was. I was, hey. Funny, okay. Ronnie Lott. 23 years old. I just myself. Good one, bro. <laughs> and you're trying to make the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and uh, he was the greatest. Romo, I think you're the greatest. Lean One Neuro Brain Performance Drink. Like I said, at the end of the day, when I need that jolt, I know where to go to get it. And when I need somebody to close the show, you are the guy to do it. Romo, Thank you, great Jim. Seeing you. Bill Romanowski, my guest. That's it. I want to thank everybody here on the set as well. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow from the row. Good night now!